I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to episode 41 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture film and music podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode drops on Wednesday, the 5th of 2012. Oh, sorry, December 5th, 2012. My name's Dan Gorman. Is a cobbler a cake or a pie? My name is Casey Lyons. Let's help us clean our floor together. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Greg, and now I'd like two eggs over hard. I know, you don't tell me, it's hard on the arteries, but old habits die hard, just about as hard as I want those eggs. <laughs> I start, uh, I, I've started at the beginning, so. <laughs> so yesterday I'm like, yep. Oh, man. <sighs> All right, we got 87 Throwback, Film Roulette, and more this week. Uh, but first, I know, I think there's a couple things we're going to talk about. Um, I know straight out the gate, I wanted to mention uh, uh, yes. what a genius I am. <laughs> you want to pat yourself on the back? A little bit. Uh we a while back we used to have a, a segment where we recast movies. Uh, we recast a movie called uh, Glengarry Glen Ross, mm. in which I wisely uh, <laughs> cast uh, uh, Al Pacino as he is getting older in the role of Shelley Levine, which he is now playing on Broadway. No shit. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. So. Uh, <laughs> You know. So good on you. Look, yeah. at, look at me, everybody. Yeah. If you see <laughs> no, me on the street, feel free to pat me on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Checks are rolling in. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I don't know where they're coming from. <laughs> it's a real, I, I had no idea I would make money from this. Yeah, from predicting uh, casting. Yeah. <laughs> from predicting something fairly obvious. You make more than the person that actually cast him in the role. Yeah, I, I think so. <clears throat> um, I don't have too I'm much. I'm expecting my Tony in the mail anytime. Yeah. Oh, casting Tony. As we all know. Yeah. <laughs> by, by which I mean the casting director, whose yeah. name was Tony. Yeah. <laughs> You're Tony. They're going to send him to you? <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, I'm throwing checks on the back of saltine crackers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think these are legal, sir. <laughs> Tony. Classic delicious. Tony. I'm sleepy. Can I borrow your bed? <laughs> classic uh, Tony. <laughs> oh, Tony. That is so you're gonna, Tony. You're going to have a... Uh, that's going to be your sitcom, right? That's my Tony. That's my Tony. <laughs> That's a great sitcom yeah. premise, by the way. Don't steal it, internet. <laughs> yeah, patent pending, assholes. <laughs> What's the sitcom premise? Well, basically, <laughs> what, what we're looking at here is a man uh, Tony. thinks of something, right? and then another man <laughs> mails himself to him. <laughs> <laughs> I think. 
And All right. I understand it correctly. I don't know if I get it, but I'll give you 12 episodes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. This is Canada. That shit's going to air. Oh, man. Um, well, I we thought I'd fun. bring up uh, the, the Bill Murray rumors of this morning. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, yeah. Yesterday morning for listeners, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Ghostbusters 3 bonanza that somebody decided this would be fun to yeah. lie about. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, people have been lying about that on the internet for a couple of years It's now. true. It's but true. he has said in the past that, like, it's not like he said yes, and he's no. He said he's always said no, but he's also said like I wouldn't rule it out. And no, shit, he's right. He said if the script is good enough, he'd do it. Yeah, and he's seen a few scripts and apparently shredded one. I don't. <laughs> yeah, shredded one and sent it back to Dan Aykroyd with a note that said nobody wants to watch a bunch of fat old guys fight ghosts. Yeah, and I don't yeah. understand. I don't. I don't think that there will exist a script that will be good enough. Because I don't think no, there will. I don't either. think it's a good idea. Uh, no, I and I love Ghostbusters, but too. I don't want a third one. No, the same reason that I'm really glad that the. Pixies didn't make a new album when they uh, reformed it to it. Yeah. Because of listening to Jane's Addiction. It's, uh, you know, I, I, it's I, like... I, eh, I'm of such a split mind because, I mean, it can go it can go that way where you're like, well, don't touch, you know, yeah. a, a classic movie. But only... They've already made two, only one of which was good. Yeah. I uh, the second like one sec- has a lot of hilarious shit I like in it. I like Peter McNichol, but... I still wonder what would happen if they'd use the original Wars. script... Uh, that because apparently things changed gra- yeah. uh, drastically b- between point of signing on to do the movie and agreeing to do it to filming. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard Bill Murray talk about that, and he's like, you know, the ideas that we had and what Ghostbusters Two was supposed to be, and then what it became are two very different things. Mm-hmm. And he was really bummed out about it, which is another one of the reasons he doesn't want to do a three. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of people want to see a three because we all want. Ghostbusters again, but you can't yeah. have Ghostbusters again because no. that was 1984. But you can't have Star Wars again, and we're all on board well, that's, now. See, Time I, yeah, has I think you can. And we're all you can't on board have Star now. Wars again because they've already like I don't know. There's it's a different. They've already fucked it up. Line, so know? Like, all somebody has to do is make three shitty Ghostbusters movie for us all to reset. <laughs> yeah, but, with with without the uh, you know the normal cast in it. Yeah, but like when yeah. you're sticking, I don't want to see. I don't want to see old Venkman and stands no. and stuff no. like. I, I, if it was 1984 and they're going to make another one, it'd be like giddy up because yeah, Bill Murray's yeah. young and no one knows that Dan Aykroyd's about to not be funny anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Harold Ramis hasn't eaten everything. The funniest, yeah. the, the funniest thing about Dan Aykroyd now is his neck. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like it's one of those things where I'm like, leave, like leave it alone. Like who, like who cares? And I have, and I've gotten, I know. I have friends that are really big into Ghostbusters, as big as I am. I'm a huge fan, but like I've had people be like, I don't understand why you don't want another one, and I just like, like it's so long ago. Like just leave yeah. it. Like it's I'm, 1984. I'm not convinced. I'm not the, the the kind of person who's like you're gonna ruin my movie or whatever because I don't nope. care. Remake a movie that I love, whatever. I'm still gonna love that movie. That's, I still take that stuff personally. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I just like who cares? Yeah, your sense of entitlement is ridiculous. <laughs> You put this movie out of the world. Now I own it. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. But yeah, I just think it's it's a pipe dream that I feel like people should just give up. I on. just think it's no. You know what I think? I think it's just going to be internet fun for the rest of our lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be hearing about it for the rest of our lives. I think people just want Probably. another Bill Murray comedy more than anything. That's yeah, all, that's all anyone cares about because no one's like, well, I'd see it without Bill Murray. No, like, no they're no, like, they know even not to make it. Yeah. without Bill Murray, no one will greenlight this movie. Why doesn't Bill he just make Larger Than Life too? Yeah. I like Larger Than Life. <laughs> that's a good. That's movie. a really good movie. Larger than life. Yeah, um, <laughs> larger yes, than life. Yes, uh, but uh, the uh, a glimpse inside the mind of Charles Swan III. Yes, the trailer for this yeah. is uh, this morning. I've been um, following this movie for a while. Yeah, you were telling while. me about it yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Roman Coppola's movie. Yeah. Uh, that His second, I think his debut, was it CQ? Was he, okay. I keep wanting to say CG. Yeah, CQ. CQ. 
which I saw, and I had mentioned uh, to Casey before we started recording that I can. Be- no, I do not remember that movie. Yeah, all <laughs> I've ever heard about it is that it's stylistically quite pretty. Oh, and it's, it's cool. Uh, it's uh, a big jumbled mess. Yeah, I just don't remember anything about it. Though. I just remember I was like, "This is cool." Have- <laughs> Casey, have you seen the preview for? Uh- Glimpse inside. Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen it a couple times. I think it looks really good. Yeah, I think it, it does. Look uh, good. I, I, I Charlie, laughed out loud a number of times. He looks fucking amazing in this thing. Yeah, like, he looks great in it. Yeah, uh, uh, like I, I have no doubt that that there will be parts of it that are going to be amazing. I just I don't know how to feel about it overall. Mm-hmm. I, I liked like what I liked about it was it kind of reminded me of uh, Wes Anderson. Uh, no, of like absurd late seventies, early eighties comedies that were very yeah. sex themed, like very like. Sure. I don't know Joe if it's because I don't know if it was because Jason crazy. Schwartzman looks kind of like uh, Tony Roberts from Annie Hall in it. Oh, well, it made me yeah, think of that, you know. Uh, but it had there was some kind of weird '70s vibe about it, where it looks like I mean, well, it's sure. all I mean, like uh, there's some you know all the cars uh, and everything, uh, scantily clad women with bazookas and stuff. Yeah. Like it, it's just like old John Landis and Woody Woody Allen stuff. And he's all me. dressed up like a cowboy inexplicably. Yeah, you know, like yeah, I, I could be that's... very into this movie. Yeah, I'm really, yeah. really I, stoked. Oh look, it. I'm on board. I, I'm just saying, I think it could go one of two ways. I like what oh, Roman Coppola has done with uh, with Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it has that heightened that heightened fairy tale reality mm-hmm. feel to it. That's yeah. the only that's the only comparison I'll make. A lot of people have been making comparisons to Wes Anderson, and I, I see what like they you, mean. But yeah, you could it almost does say feel Terry like Gilliam it exists too. outside of of uh, of. That well, which looks it like seems a Wes Anderson a lot movie. sleazier. Than yeah, Wes yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is great. That's fine. Yeah, I feel like this is one of those movies that I'm really excited for, and I think the trailer is really cool. But I feel like there's no way that we're gonna know what to get until you just go see it. Yeah, I don't think you can sell this movie in a trailer because it looks just so yeah, out there. Like there's yeah, too, yeah. Like, too like, much going they'll on. They'll probably cut like three trailers and they'll all look like totally different movies, you know, to try yeah, and get yeah, everybody yeah. in. And seats. I don't know how much like it's like is a lot of something a bunch of this going on in his head, you know? Yeah. Is it, oh, yeah. they definitely are. Is it like in his head an all that jazz sort. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But, Spoiler alert! But I'm excited. Um. Uh, oh yeah uh, my first feeling when i heard about this thing was uh because you know like uh uh, charlie sheen and uh where he's possibly crazy it felt like stunt casting like it felt like when uh they made Lindsay lohan a dirty slut in that one movie like one movie uh yeah yeah yeah, herbie the love bug did you see that (laughs) parent trap did you not uh in parent trap yeah uh but uh, uh, yeah, so it kind of felt like stunt casting. But no, he looks like he I has a real place. He's been really great in some things. Yeah, like, oh, he's a total he's great in Hot Shots Part Two. Yeah, if there's yeah. one thing to <laughs> say, <laughs> though, I love those Hot Shots movies. They're so good. Though they're great. But I feel like if there's one thing to say about Even Charlie Sheen, like he is crazy and he's an ass, and I feel like he's probably a despicable person in real life. Yeah. But he's the kind of person that obviously can keep it like under wraps while he's re- like recording you know like sure. he, he, or whatever like he, he works on tv shows and he gets the job done but he's like he's obviously has a good worth work ethic mm-hmm. and, I, and i think that he is a good actor but he's just i don't know i'm willing to say like i don't care that he's a horrible person like i'm gonna watch his movie i don't give a fuck like, <laughs> like I'll still i'm watch never gonna movie. meet these people yeah. and and i don't care to so yeah like if they're shitheads behind the scenes they're actors they're gonna be shitheads mm-hmm. yeah so actors i mean i think he does look heads. good in this What's that, sir? He does look like like a good fit for this role. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see, yeah, I think. I'm excited. Yeah. I think that'll be one to uh, to roll for. Is that out January or something? Yeah. Yeah. I saw my first trailer for uh, Hyde Park on the Hudson. Is that what oh, it's called? Oh, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen a trailer for that yet. Good Lord. That looks awesome. Right and on. I've heard it's not. 
Oh, really? really? There's lots of stuff coming out of the festivals where everyone was saying this is going to be like like festival, like darling, everyone's yeah, going to yeah. love this movie, and people are saying like it's actually not all that good. Huh. And which is weird because I want to see it, and it oh. looks like a stuffy British movie that I wouldn't want to see. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if it's just Bill Murray. I or feel just like it's, it's an interesting story. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like it's an interesting kind of like I don't I kind of like that kind of um like get a bunch of people in a house comedy of errors kind mm-hmm. of like like Gosford Park story. Kind yeah, of like deal. Gosford Park is with, a movie that uh, I love with a, with a sprinkling of incest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't not know, too it much funny. that it's distasteful. Yeah, not too much. <laughs> I have a line with incest. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so much I can find <laughs> charming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Before I start There's to go. A, incest is only endearing for a certain amount of time. <laughs> before you just go, put your sister down. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, put your sister down. Stop it. Um, I don't know. What did I have? Oh, I wanted to say that I saw John Carpenter's new movie, The Ward. Oh, did yeah. Did you watch this? No? I watched most of it. Okay. Really late at night and I fell asleep. Yeah. Um, this is, I think it came out to TIFF like two or three years ago. Yeah. Um, it is very bad. I was really disappointed with it. Uh, it's basically it's kind of like a ghost story, but a girl in an in an asylum in like a crazy house, and uh, it's really bad. And it's directed in a weird way because it takes place in the past, but it's directed all kinetic, like a TV show with like yeah. jib arms up and like wide angles and stuff. And everything. And I was like, it just seemed weird. Like this movie is supposed to take in the past, but John Carpenter isn't like locking it down and making it creepy. He's just mm. like running around with this camera. Well, yeah. He just seems like a like a broken filmmaker. Yeah, like. After kind of after uh, big trouble, yeah, uh, when he you know lost all faith in, in studios and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and he just kind of tried to do things his own way. He hasn't made a good movie since no. then. Uh, he's Which, close, you know, like uh, in the mouth of madness has stuff in it. That's oh, really, I really like really that great. movie. Um, but then beyond that, it's kind of. You know, it's Prince of Darkness. I will say there's there's elements of, of that Ghost Vampires of movie that uh, I quite Vampires enjoy. Is all right, and it's fun to watch James Woods do his best Kurt Russell. Oh, totally. <laughs> and he's now, fucking good at it. Yeah, he's never really seen that movie. You haven't oh, seen that's a, Vampires? Vampires movie. Never yeah. it's, cool it's big and stupid and fun and yeah. yeah. But he, yeah, you're right. Like I it think just, there's a Baldwin in it, <laughs> the fat one, or the first fat one. The first, yeah, all, yeah, yeah, we're all kind of fat now. The first of the Baldwins to fatten up. Yeah. And that was the contest, actually, for the role. Yeah, who get, this, yeah. Whichever Baldwin gets the fattest gets it, gets this role. Before the start date. Uh, I'm already role. fat. Do I have to get fatter? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're okay. Yeah. You, I can get fatter. Hold it tight. You, just you know what? I'll way. get fatter. <laughs> no, no. Don't worry about it, Daniel. No, no. I'll do this. Is he Daniel? I want the swish. Anything for a roll. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, John Carpenter's The Ward, I mean, it's it's... If you're a if you're a Carpenter fan, you kind of have to see it to make your own mind up. But yeah. I was like, how many movies do we need with this twist ending? And I won't give it away. But uh, it's yeah, a fucking I don't even care because I saw yeah. most of it. It's just I it. didn't know there's a twist ending. Oh, there's that a I twist know. ending. I still probably won't watch no. the rest of it. So mm. I was very disappointed with that. Um, <clears throat> that's a that's about it for me. Yeah, yeah I'm, oh, uh, I'm done. Did yeah, that's uh, it for you? Huh? There, that's <laughs> it for me. Drop the mic. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, I'm out of here. Corman just killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> um... I saw this trailer before watching Killing Them Softly for uh, Broken City. Did did you see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that a couple of times. Um, uh, Mark Wahlberg, uh, Russell Crowe. I saw like a That's thing. That's the one where he accidentally breaks a city. Yeah, Thank you. Whoops, Good night. He dropped it. It's a snow globe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I saw the like Cineplex check out this movie thing before the trailer, and I was like, well, that looks like garbage. And then I saw the trailer, and I was like, this actually looks pretty good. It looks all right. Yeah, What's it I want to check it out. It's, it's about like um, a politician who hires Mark Wahlberg to figure out who's sleeping with his wife but then Mark Wahlberg gets like tangled up in this like murder mystery involving himself kind of thing like it's almost like he's gonna be a patsy there like setting him up kind of thing right which is I mean you've seen it before fucking US Marshals or whatever there's like a million Us Marshals Us Marshals Us Marshals my bad my bad movie of the year I had a girlfriend I was back in high school I was back in high school we went to the movie theater a little double date thing and my girlfriend at the time remember that movie Just Cause with just cause. Just cause. She was, she was like, uh, we want to go see a movie, but it's sold out. She's like, well, why don't we go see Just Cause? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, I can't date you anymore. <laughs> and I, I want to know what movie it was that she thought it was like a romantic comedy. Yeah. like, yeah, really. Why did Lawrence Fishburne kill that man? Just, Just cause. cause. <laughs> That's the kind of movie this is. Yeah, yeah it's a courtroom drama. Why did you kill him? Just cause. He looked at me weird, man. Oh. Case dismissed. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Broken City looks interesting. I think Sorry, I'd be willing I to watch that. No, but that was amazing. Just <laughs> yeah, no, it, it looks really like sweet. it looks like it could be all right. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I uh, I saw a trailer also uh, uh, for a movie that I can't remember the name of. Okay, mm-hmm. sounds good. Keep yeah. going. All right, you got me. <laughs> I've I've hooked the listener. Yeah. Uh, no, I can't remember. It's uh, Naomi Watts and um, Ewan McGregor, and they're swimming, and then a big wave comes, and then they got to oh, find the their impossible. kids. Yeah. Yeah, about the tsunami. Right. Mm-hmm. Big wave. Oh, yeah. Uh, for <laughs> alternate the, title, the Big layman. Wave. Big Wave. Ch- chasing Mavericks. Uh, <laughs> uh, Blue and, Crush 2, Electric uh, Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, where's my kids at? Uh, it looks good. Uh, yeah. It looks um, really good. I know some people that saw it at Tiff and said that it was uh, really, re- that the uh, tsunami scenes were amazing and it was yeah. really sad. And uh, tear. It's from the director of uh, of something else. Um, mm-hmm. He made another movie. He did. It's mm-hmm. Shockingly, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, the orphanage. The street has never made a movie. <laughs> Make this movie about tsunamis. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no script. No. I don't know anything about <laughs> film, but I know an awful lot about water. Yeah. <laughs> it's from the director of the orphanage. Uh, as far oh, as I know, and it's the same. I like that movie. It's the same crew as well. He works with all the same people. They just made this is their their next movie kind of thing. Is that is the orphanage the one where the little girl is an old lady? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm is, pretty sure. Okay, spoiler alert! Don't listen to that. If you uh, seen that movie. This has been Casey's spoiler corner. <laughs> yeah, he says yeah, that it'll be a nice companion movie, piece yeah. to uh, Casey's excuse corner. Oh my for god, film roulette. you motherfucker! Okay, well before we get to film roulette, we're gonna get to eighty-seven throwback right now. Eighty-seven throwback is our weekly segment where we watch a movie and listen to an album from nineteen eighty-seven and celebrate their anniversary. Mm. Uh, this week we watched the Howling Three Marsupials and listened to an album by Felt. But more on that later. We're going to get into the Howling Three, the Marsupials, oh, yes, right now. Please, oh my, this, uh, whoa! <laughs> this is the third film in the Howling series. Uh, it has nothing to do with the Joe Dante movie. It no. also has nothing to do with anything with reality. No. I didn't know these were all based on books. Yeah, too. neither did I. Yes. That was the fun. That was the first big laugh I got out yeah. of this movie based on the book, The Howling Three. And you know what? It's <laughs> weird too because the, if you read up about it, they got him to say yes, you can use the name of my book and say based on my book, but yeah. it has 
has nothing to do with nothing this book. Nothing at all. Not even, right? And Joe Dante's doesn't have anything really to do. No. It only kind of shares the name little. with the first book as well. Right. So... Uh, Although apparently only the fourth movie, Howl- Howling Four Freaks, yeah. is the only one that's like r- close to want to hit this guy's books. Right. Um, if you haven't seen uh, the Howling, uh, Joe Dante's uh, Werewolf, it's, uh, it's great. Vibe. It's crazy fun. It's Amazing. Really good. Has the hell se- of a cast. Second best uh, transformation scene in werewolf yeah, movie history. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's Absolutely. probably the most. Too. That's a really good transformation. Yeah. The most disgusting. It's more <laughs> disgusting than the than the the seminal American. Yeah. Werewolf in London yeah. one. And speaking of American Werewolf in London, this movie kind of tries to do that, like, I'm having fun with the werewolf uh, yeah, yeah. genre. It even right. has a weird version of Bad Moon Rising yes, playing exactly. In it. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. When that was that, and when that was like in the background. Like an acapella Bad Moon Rising. Yeah, when they are uh, getting into the bone zone, which we'll talk about later. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember that. Okay. So, um, so this movie was about something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's no point in us telling you the plot because there's no plot. No Let's plot. just start no. going through it. There's, yeah, there's, there's a no series plot. of there's weird events, stuff that okay. happens that that not, like is in no way rooted in so reality. The movie opens with a video or a film of a werewolf tied to a tree with natives running around it and poking it with a spear. Yeah, yeah. are they Maori? Is that is that like are they? Uh, uh, Original, the, yeah, th- that yeah. happened in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. In so, 1905. Yeah, right. So you 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 eventually segue. Really from, good footage, by the way. They got oh, from yeah. 1905. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great footage. Full color. That film stock yeah. was. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so eventually we segue into a guy teaching a class, um, and he's, t- he's he's showing them this video. While looking directly into the camera. While looking directly into the camera. <laughs> and, and also, he is a teacher of anthropology, and he has a lot of trouble saying the word anthropological. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he's something about his father-in-law. He uh, studied anthropological. Anthropological. I wrote down a note that his class was so small. There's about like 10 people in this class. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know why I thought was amusing. I was like, well, who is he teaching? <laughs> He's teaching 10 people. And um, the first uh, uh, strike against his credibility as a teacher was when he starts talking about how this video footage was shot from his grandfather, yeah. uh, great-grandfather. Great-grandfather. Um, mm-hmm. And he says, we can't figure out uh, how they made this mask or something. He's like, this mask is the most – it can't be a mask because it's too realistic looking. And then they show the footage. And I'm like, that's a guy in a mask. It's, it's clearly <laughs> Like, with some fur stuck yeah. to it, and his lower half, his legs looked human, right? Yeah, it looked yeah. like he was just a guy wearing shorts, human <laughs> legs, and then and then just like a, a short fur yeah. bomber. Right? Jacket. He's, yeah. he's not. It's my mistake. He's one of those werewolves that only turns can, into a wolf on the top half. Yeah, yeah, yeah top half wolf <laughs> keeps his human um, legs. Yeah, and I just, yeah. He's like, we can't figure out. It, it must be real. It's too realistic it's, of a yeah. mask. I was like, no, it's a guy in a mask. <laughs> and then he's like, anyway, there's no class tomorrow. I have to go talk to a guy in D.C. I love that. I love that he tells that, like, it's pure, clearly exposition. Yeah. Because why would you tell your class that? Oh, there will be no class. I'm going to D.C. Yeah. <laughs> class like, I don't give a fuck. Am yeah. I supposed to show up or not? So he goes to D.C. and talks to some guy about the video. Is that what was going on in that scene? That was an amazing scene. Now, now the thing about this scene yeah. is, that, are you going to talk about the ending of the scene? No, I'm going to talk about where they regard the camera. That's what I was going to okay. talk about. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, that scene. Where, I did not understand what the no, fuck was going that on. Never. We're talking ever about the, came up again. No, no, and it was just the one, the one, like the okay, one guy. We're talking about the scene with the guy, like the old guy the old who fella. looks like kind of a casual yeah. turtle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
at the end of like the scene, robe. he turns to the camera and talks to the camera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I didn't understand what and was going like, on. He's like, "Don't mind that camera." Yeah. And, the other and he's like, "Well, why is there a camera?" And then, yeah. then he just goes, "I don't know. I'm filming." Yeah. And then they just <laughs> keep talking and at about the end, werewolves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the scene, he's like, "Turn that camera off," and looks into the camera and like paws at it with his hand. Yeah. I was like, "What the fuck?" And then that's it. And then so I thought, like, "Oh, we're gonna do like a a documentary, vibe thing." Nope. Nope. That's the only time that happens. <laughs> oh my god! And they, there's a they, lot of they heard they use, about found footage. It's not like it, it, it's even shot from a point where it is like a guy with a handy cam or something like no, that. No, it's like, like a it film is properly on the filmed, ground, like yeah, yeah, yeah. On a and there's and yeah. it's a two shot, so it keeps on going over the shoulder of the two guys. You, there's no one else in the room. No, no. you don't see a camera <laughs> no. in the room anywhere. It's oh man. Um. <clears throat> okay, so then we cut to the uh, woman in the woods, yeah, and she's living on this uh, uh, commune of sorts. It's a uh, yes. What's her name? Commune. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Her name is uh, Shubaduba. Yeah. And her the, name uh, is the, What's the uh, name? It's the bizarre. compound is called Flow. Oh yeah. Flow. What could that be? Backwards. I wonder what Flow huh? is backwards. Uh-oh. Spoiler alert: It's Wolf. Uh, <laughs> um, shit, I was so close. Yeah. So. My note on this scene was uh, you're you're introduced to this woman character that we're gonna figure out the name of eventually, um, and she she Jerboa 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 she doesn't like living on this commune, uh, and and it's it's slowly revealed to to the viewer that they are all werewolves. Yeah, and also don't they just rape her all the time? Yeah, Isn't yeah. That yeah. One her of her step, major her problems step-dad. is that she's so sick of getting yeah. raped by her stepdad. Totally fair enough uh, <laughs> that she would be sick of that and would want to leave. But my note, my note was that uh, the woman that she was talking to had the holiest sweater I'd ever seen. Uh, ah, yeah. What was with that? Why even wear it? I <laughs> know it was like rags. She's a werewolf, yeah. you guys. She yeah. just keeps transforming and ripping one new hole in her yeah. sweater. That, like, that's the thing. She, she can't she, afford a, to keep getting a new sweater. After she turns into a werewolf in that sweater and she turns back into a person, she's like, "Oh, damn! Again, yeah. <laughs> another hole. My favorite sweater. Oh, it still looks good." So she escapes, right? Yeah. How did, I, I'm not from. I can't I remember. She just, how she, runs she just runs away. She, she gets runs. on a bus, right? Does she? I don't yeah. know. She, she is on a bus at somehow? one point. Yeah, because yeah. she gets off the bus and then goes to the park. And so hmm. it <laughs> brings us to the scene where she is in a park, just minding her own. Yeah. Um, and a guy just just, just sitting on a park bench, yes. not wearing a this. bra. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's all she's doing. Yeah. She growls at some drunkards. Oh yes. yes. Yeah. No, no, that happens later. Is that later? Okay. When she's sleeping on the park bench. Oh no, maybe that. That's right before. Yeah. Buddy shows up. Okay. So. She's on the bench. Yes. You want to take this? Uh, Brawless. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Where, where are the guy? Okay, well, yeah. She scares away those two guys yeah. uh, because she's clearly a wolf with, by the way, the googliest wolf eyes yeah. I have ever seen. <laughs> I don't think those contacts fit her very well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So then later on the next day, she's just sitting on a park bench because that's what she does now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, a man pulls up in a car. And then and just then starts runs. chasing her. <laughs> just runs at her. Everywhere. All over the city. For about 20 minutes before he goes, I'm not going to hurt you. <laughs> but there's definitely a long chase before that. Yeah. And then he offers her a job in a, in in a, a movie. Film. In a movie. Yeah. yeah. In a horror movie. Because she has ex- just the right look. Yeah. They're giving her like a starring role from the sounds of yeah. it. Like, he's yeah. Just like, they're I like giving the way you her look. a starring role in a movie because uh, that's not a sought after thing. Okay. Is no. everyone following this movie? Yeah. Yeah. saw so far because this is like 15 this minutes this is the in. most logical yeah. stuff um, and, and so it's a horror movie that yeah. also just happens to be a werewolf movie yeah. it's true and then but she doesn't know what movies are or horror movies no so no. this guy takes her to a movie 
to a werewolf movie. Oh, do you mean uh, it came from Uranus? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What That's you see the name in the film, of the movie. you see this horror movie that they're watching, and yeah. it uh, was maybe one of the more amusing parts of the film. Yeah, because there's a werewolf transformation in that. Yeah. And she's like, oh my. Yeah, that's he's not like, how it's It like. does not happen like this. Yeah. And, he's and like, then later oh, in the movie, oh, oh. when you see werewolves transform, it, it happens, happens exactly, exactly like, like that. It happens like that to the point where they used one of the fucking shots from that fucking <laughs> pretend horror movie in the actual fucking movie. Oh my god! Now my mind. This movie likes this movie likes to think that it's blurring the line between like making fun of werewolf movies and being a werewolf movie. Yeah, I yeah. believe, but it, um, it did not understand. How now, to while do. this is all going on, there's some nuns tracking her down yes. from the commune. I, don't I guess. Know why? Are they? I don't are know. they from that? Because I, never see I them. thought the, later you Four. see them and they live in like. A caveman yeah. house that yeah. has a TV. Yeah, it's and all like, they it's do like is the Flintstones and, living room. Oh yeah, they live the in. And together all they do is they're just all sit and, and laugh at the TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was really confused, and this is this is sloppy filmmaking because when the nuns show up, there's a big cast party that also happens to be a costume party for some reason. Right. Oh wait, wait. First, the nun, the nuns take a bus somewhere. Yes, they yeah. take a bus into uh, that's Hollywood. The first time, isn't that where that's you the see first them first? You're on the bus. Yeah, they just know where to go. For some reason, they be growl at a kid. They yeah. growl at a kid. Nuns and then, on a bus. And yeah. then I believe it cuts to... <laughs> nuns um, on a bus go round and round. <laughs> after they've established these nuns, I believe it, it cuts back to the couple, uh, the guy and the werewolf girl. The guy who chased her yeah. and got her into the movie. They're like a couple now. Now yeah. they're a couple. They're about to get into that bone zone I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. I remember. Um, now here's my <laughs> thing about this movie, this scene. Two things. One, this guy has side tables that are huge oversized red chairs for some reason. <laughs> I don't understand why. I don't understand at all why you would have two oversized red t- chairs as your side tables. It is the fucking weirdest room I've ever your seen in my life. The problem with this movie was set. It was fucking weird. I was like, why is that your room? <laughs> and then he fucks her twice. Yeah. And then... And they are so sweaty. So sweaty. Oh, yeah. So sweaty. <laughs> It's like a sauna, and they're just dripping fucking sex. It's like disgusting. Sweat. Nothing. Oh, okay. No. And then oh, she's like falling asleep. They just fucked twice. Yeah. They just fucked two times, completely naked. Nose. And then he is completely surprised that she no, has no, a not hair all over her. Not completely naked because uh, he, the, the second time he tries to fuck her, or second time he does, he starts. To, he he goes, "Why did you take this off?" And she goes, "No." Oh, okay. See, no. I was so confused. Make love to me again. But then, so what does he do? Like lift up her her shirt She's or something? She's asleep, and and yeah, he's and then he take lifts a up her shirt. But her then junk. she has hair everywhere. Well, mostly he's no, looking just at there's on like her a, stomach. What looks like a C-section yeah. scar. Yeah. And but I was like, he must have seen this by now. Yeah. And he just lifts up her. He lifts up her thing, and he sees that her stomach's all hairy, and he goes, huh? Yeah. What's yeah. That? Some hairy broad. Now Must be this European. I don't want to jump ahead. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, yeah. I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. I've been around the world once or twice. Yeah. I'm in the movies. I yeah. smoked reefer. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that was the thing about his character. Is he goes along with it the entire film. It's like, oh, you're a werewolf. Cool. Yeah. I'll have your werewolf baby. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I don't want to jump ahead. But. Yeah. Like he finds out about it and he goes, yeah. Like, okay. goes, oh, you're gonna have a, a kangaroo werewolf baby, and he's like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll throw my life and identity away. Yeah, and exactly. Run to the jungle <laughs> with you, strange because, lady. Like, okay, like the, the time frame of this, uh, of all this happening, confused me too. Because oh, it man, seems the time like in this movie is really fucked up. It, oh, yeah. it, it oh, seems yeah. like he meets her 
in the park one day. That same day, they go film a movie. And then, fuck and then the next day, there's a cat. Oh, yeah. That, then between that, they fuck twice. And he goes, I love you. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a cast party. And then right after that, he's like, I love her, you know. Yeah. He just randomly tells somebody, I love her, you know. Yeah. So okay. Now, this is where. So at this point, I was kind of. Okay. So there's a, a doctor who's looking for werewolves. Yes. There's a girl who's a werewolf from a werewolf clan who's it, run to the city and started became a movie she's star. She's been yeah, impregnated with... Uh, and now yeah. she's in love with a young man. So at this point, I'm like, okay, I see a movie here. Yes. Not a good one, no, but a no, movie. But, yeah. now, but this is the Plot point points. where I just got... I did doze off for a second. Okay. I, I did not. two minutes. But I did watch this and movie And I woke up viewings. and could not get my footing ever again. I was no. like, I don't... No, what's happening? You didn't. You didn't have to fall asleep for that. <laughs> no, that, no, I felt like there was a drastic change at yeah, that point. At that point, it becomes there's all these people chasing them, and the movie basically becomes a. It shifts so that you, the viewer is now like on the werewolf yeah, side. You're, you're, you're yeah. sympathetic, sympathetic to the lady towards the werewolves because they're just trying to have a fucking freaky werewolf family. Why are all yeah, these yeah. guys? They, they don't, to fuck even, them they don't up? even attack anyone. No. And the uh, the the mustache scientist uh, yeah. gets right on board. Like he yeah. Oh, yeah. he shows up and he's like, "No, we got to save these people because they're a new species and everything." Yeah. And I understand that. That's sure. a, that's course. a cogent idea. But uh, <laughs> are we at the? Oh yeah, yeah. Th- this was the thing that confused me because uh, there's the cast party thing and the yeah. nuns show up at the cast party. Right. But they're all like wolfy. Like they they've got yeah. their wolf faces on. Well, but yeah. I got didn't some kind know. Of faces See, on. that's the thing is that I didn't know if they were just people going to the costume party because they just have these. No. Rubber wolfy face. <laughs> no, the thing, sort of pig is. Yeah, yeah, pig wolf. What happens is they can smell werewolf girl, and so they were just at the party. It's kind of like they're always one step behind. So it's yeah. like they've left the party. I think is what happens, and then the nuns show up at the party. Like they, they're going to be in here, but and then I was there's confused. a funny. I thought scene. the nuns were just showing up at the party no. wearing some masks because the whole time there's a bunch of parts where they're like, we can smell them. She was here on the bus and all this garbage. Right. So but then the nuns eventually just, do they just they give, just up? give I up? I think they something. just well they just disappear. They just disappear they just no, go back the, to their cave and watch like, well, everything she wasn't on at that party yeah i'm done i checked one place i'm uh, i'm embarrassed she wasn't there yeah so i'm gonna go home I'm, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure that the filmmakers just lost all threads of the film and were like well we got to drop something yeah and like because yeah. this movie is like constantly juggling a million things well um, it's based on a book so. yeah, oh, yeah. And so um, also, I wanted to mention all werewolves see in fisheye in this film. It's true. Yes. It's like every time a werewolf attacks, you're in a Beastie Boys video. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Um, what else? I don't know. There's a part where, okay, so who is this girl that is in the opera? Olga. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, so Russian, like, the Russian, well, yeah. quotations, Russian werewolf, who and occasionally she, just sounds... I don't know Irish. <laughs> yeah, and so there. I, she she's from the commune, right? I'm not. Uh, or yeah, something. So yeah, she knows yeah. big bald she's, guy. She's the other. Yeah, the, the she's like another wife of so uh, Mad Max this, guy. This Russian werewolf from the commune, for some reason, also does opera, and then we get a sweet well, scene. She's ballet, ballet. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and so we get a ballet transformation. Oh scene. my god, that's amazing! Oh, the spinning, wow. uh, the spinning, spinning uh, around. What yeah. transformation? Was that? So we. I was. Like, Why was what? there no consequence? I know. To that? Well, there was because was uh, there because she gets uh, she gets thrown and there's 
there's a dancer who's supposed to catch her. Yeah. But you Instead, just see the camera comes down. Yeah. 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 And I think that that's supposed to. There's, Which this is, by the way, this, this movie, movie, I'm pretty sure, is rated G. No. Except for the is, birth scene. This movie is rated PG 13, and I have no idea how it got that because there is a lot of fucking weird shit in this movie. You get an <laughs> a, There's an alien werewolf birth scene where she has a dream and it bursts out of her chest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that is like, hilarious. And the guy in the, in the, in the dream sequence. Yeah. It's very much like Alien, where she's screaming, yeah. and a weird kind of E.T. shape oh, yeah. alien head pops up out of her stomach, and yeah. and is the, like it's a puppet, and it's yeah. just turning back and forth, looking at her and the dad screaming. <laughs> and then the dad is like, because she's lying on her back, and the alien's sticking up, and he's like kneeling over top of her to the point where he's like right over top of the alien yeah. and just <laughs> screaming at yeah. it like he's just getting in there i mean i know it's a dream and everything i know what to do yeah are we doing dream acting sweet i'm gonna be a weirdo yeah <laughs> so i don't know there's so much like and there's like uh she has a pouch and her little baby werewolf okay whoa 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 whoa, whoa 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 <laughs> are we gonna talk about the birth scene let's please talk about okay. the most disgusting birth oh and my it's God. a graphic birth it's scene so graphic it's <laughs> She, she goes into a barn or something, right? Yeah. yeah and she, she lays, lays on, on her back. Hay. Totally naked. Uh, well, I yeah, hair. she takes off all of her stuff, but you, she's you got strategic see, hair. You see nipples. You don't Ab- see nipples. Absolutely, you see nipples. No, no, you don't oh, see nipples. Oh, I saw you nipples. See, you see breasts <laughs> you covered look, with hair. No, when she lays down, I was like, those are nipples. And then it cuts, and I was like, now they're covered in hair. Listen, Gorman, uh, I spent 35 years of my life looking for nipples in movies. He's really looking. Uh, I, I really am. To the point where I don't know the plots of any movies I've seen. Uh, but uh, but I, I swear No, I swear no that you see some nipples there. Because I remember being like, oh, this is PG-13. They won't even show. Oh, I, Even if I had seen some lovely nipples. What comes next? No, yeah. Uh, there's no... There's no. It's not the, nice. The soggy blonde... Oh, that's the most disgusting thing. <laughs> oh, my God. We're talking about the big sweaty before. So, basically, she's lying down. She's taking off her clothes and everything. Oh, and then, yeah. um, so they sort of just shoot from the side. So, you don't actually see her uh, her lady bits. Yeah. But you do see a tiny monster come out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so come right out of there. Just, just climbs out of her. Now, okay. Now, she's naked, but they've given her, like. So much hair. Like a golden retriever's hair. Yeah. 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 Uh, Which is all moist. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh my god! Like it's so wet, so and wet. then a and hairless rat climbs out of her yeah. vagina. <laughs> well, uh, like to, to, to make it to ease the mood, what they did was they made the little rat out of plastocene, so that yeah. you wouldn't be too scared. But now, it was like a balloon too, because it kept on going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which now is that, what you want to see. That was in a gross. Movie. It was well, so gross, you, that's and it's how like you a know long scene. And then it, and it has to climb from her vagina to her kangaroo pouch kangaroo which all pouch, werewolves yes. have and then yeah. for it to get into the kangaroo pouch she needs to lick Ugh. her palm yeah, she, she licks her palm and lubricates her Ugh. pouch and I was like PG-13 what is going on in this movie also oh, uh, so trying nice. to be an entertaining movie here this is disgusting yeah. um Whoa. And that happens. That happens for about an hour and a half. Yeah, it's a long scene. So, and then and then later in the film they they I guess they all go back to the commune some at some point after this my notes are my notes get very bare because I was like I just need to get through this movie. This yeah. is like an, an, this isn't even an hour in the movie. We still have no, 45 no. minutes left. Oh, easy. Which we're going to have to breeze over. Well, well <laughs> yeah, we yeah. can we could sort of sum all that up. So basically what happens is the scientist finds them and goes, yeah. "We must preserve your species or whatever." Yeah. So they go back to the compound. So now 
our sympathetic characters are the hot girl with the the baby. Yeah, yeah. And, and the hairy pouch. The hairy, hairy pouch. The guy <laughs> who the guy who is, is essentially her husband now. Yeah, love. yeah. Who loves her now? And yeah. uh, so they're all the commune. And, and they go back, and now now um, big army balls, guys are coming. Uh, oh. No hunters. They they just say like uh, oh there's people hunting you. Okay. <laughs> they don't say who. No. Yeah, or why? Uh, no. Uh, there are still people who want to hunt you. Uh, so like. Like basically, you think it's going to lead into a big climactic action ending where like they're being besieged upon by these hunters, yeah. but that doesn't really happen. No, they, no, they that, kill a couple of them and yeah. then and then, then the, the rest of them is go gone. home. And, and okay, now this is also like when we get into the, the the final act here, where time got really weird for me. Where oh, I, yeah. I was like, you don't know, are how these long werewolf this kids? Do they just grow really fast? Yeah, I think or, so. Or no. Because then the guy's like, they left because, okay. Oh, yeah, 15 doctor, years ago, The doctor guy from the beginning of the movie, his grandfather, um, he is hooked up with the ballet werewolf, and they love each other. And they're living out in the outback or whatever, and they, they have a kid. Who, and, the guy? Uh, sorry, the, the guy the, who... The teacher. Yeah, the guy who is sort of like his weird partner or something. For The guy who, whenever they have a conversation, they stand... Uncomfortably close to very close. Yeah. Now they stay out there in the woods with you know, and, and they and they're with the uh, with uh, Harry Pouch and yeah. her kid and uh, the the movie guy. Yeah. And they have a little community out there, and yeah. then Harry Pouch and the kid and the movie guy were like, "We got to get out of here. We're going to go yeah, back. Yeah, we to the need city. to go back to the city. And right. now this yeah, is all happening in about five minutes. But it's apparently years later, right? Well, yeah, because then they leave, and then it's a couple scenes later, or like a minute later in the movie, and. A guy shows up and he's like, Every... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. The Pope said it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Pope said it's yeah, cool. The, the Pope's like, you guys <laughs> Werewolves are, right are now, awesome. So. You Come did on. it. You guys won. You won. And he's like, where's uh, Harry Pouch and movie guy? And yeah. he's like, well, they left 15, 15 years, years ago. ago right? And no one has any aging makeup on it. No, no. Like, what? Is, what? 15 years? They might years? as well have shot this like in one take and they just like cut out the middle. Yeah. <laughs> said it was 15 years later. No, and so years. then they're like, well, let's go back to the world. And they go back and they, but he's like, oh, do you know where Harry Pouch and, and uh, movie guy are? I don't know yeah. their names. Oh, J- Jaboa, Jaboa, Jaboa. Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. where Jaboa, Jaboa went and movie guy? <laughs> and and uh, she's like, oh, well, they changed their appearances, which they have not. Which, no. Oh, no. They put on He has like, a fake mustache. Yeah. Yeah, oh, which and is apparently also worn for they're both years. wearing completely different shirts, right? Yeah. Than and they then, were before, and he's like, and, and the uh, uh, 
they're like he's like oh yeah she's a so and so he's like oh you mean the famous actress the, yeah, yeah. yeah who she's clearly seen for all these years mm-hmm. never put it together like oh that's Jerboa Jerboa yeah. yeah with this person that a different they lived together on, on the yeah. commune for a short time yeah. so he's years. Like, wait a minute <clears throat> That, so uh, that famous <laughs> actress who looks exactly like that girl? The same? Coincidence? The very same? Um, and I think, didn't they say, like, we're going to go back to the city? I don't know yeah. if we'll mer- work in the movies again. Yeah, he yeah. says, I'll get back into the movies. <laughs> yeah. And they do, and, and she is, is basically at the end of the film being a awarded what seems to be a, uh, an, an, Academy Oscar. Award. an Academy no, Award. No, Academy of uh, Laser Arts? Yes. <laughs> laser I Arts. I wrote it down. Yeah. It is my sole note on this movie, the, the Academy, Academy of, of Laser, laser, laser arts. arts and science. Now, Which, when the movie first started, uh, the, ti- the the credit sequence comes up, and, and they list everybody, and the last name is Barry Humphreys. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Dame Edna's in this fucking thing? And I spent the whole movie a little distracted looking for Dame Edna. Yeah. Uh, as a dude. Uh, like, I thought, oh, Barry Humphreys is in it, so he plays, you know, it's an Australian movie. He yeah, plays yeah. Uh, just some guy. Yeah. Nope. nope. He plays Dame Edna. Um, now... The, end, the last thing that happens is she wins her laser Oscar. Laser Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> and she's Which giving the like speech. a regular Oscar. Yeah. But oh, oh, oh. Smaller. But they, they established earlier in the movie that werewolves, it's not the moon. It's the seizure. It's like get being an Flashing epileptic. lights. Yeah, yeah flashing yeah. lights will turn you into a werewolf. Yeah. And now she's this big, big-time movie actress and she's who's ne- apparently never had anyone take flash photography no. ever no. until, until she wins her laser Oscar. Because when she's making her acceptance speech and all the cameras go off, she goes, yeah, and turns into a werewolf on TV. <clears throat> and then the fat guy who was directing the movie, that, the first one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that she got into when she met her husband, uh, who's doing like a weird Hitchcock impression? I guess. Yeah, I think kind so. of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly he appears on camera and goes, and goes cut, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. yeah. For some. Oh, uh, so <laughs> that's the twist. Was that what? Was the, that the, the movie? No, I don't. I think were... that they just thought this will be funny. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't like think that. that means that it was all a movie or anything. Uh, I always have to find like. Well, it, it certainly wasn't a movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, nothing about this movie was a movie. No, it was um, fucking weird, uh, man. I always have to find a little bit of good acting in these movies. Oh, and, oh. and this one didn't disappoint when they yeah. got uh, Thilo, who is the guy from uh, Mad Max, yeah, big, yeah, uh, yeah. big objectionable looking bald guy. When they've got him strapped down and they show him the the, the strobe light yeah. and they turn him yeah. just to see what's going to happen. Before that, they've got the camera on him and he's looking at himself in the camera. And he's never seen a camera before. And he's killing himself laughing. He's fantastic in that. Scene. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking awesome. And I love uh, one one thing that I love in that scene because they're showing him the strobe light, mm. trying to get him to change. Yeah. And so he starts to change, and I'm like, rah, rah. all they're doing is holding a strobe light in front of him. And the, and so he started to change, and the other guy goes, I don't know what's going on. He should be dead by now. Yeah. All you're doing him is showing him a strobe light. <laughs> that doesn't kill people. And why are you trying to kill him with one? Yeah. <laughs> should have killed him by now. What's taking so long? I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. This oh, movie this was movie. fucked. It was just baffling the oh, whole way through. If that sounds like something you want to watch. It, it is. <laughs> you yeah, should totally you know, watch I it. I would say definitely, you know... It's one of the weirdest ones we've watched. It's really bizarre. It is one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I didn't know what to think about it. And there's so many Howling movies. uh, There's a new one. There is. Yeah, from like 2011. Reborn. It's 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 apparently the Howling for the Twilight set. Oh Jesus! So it's yeah. I saw a trailer for it. I was like, well, that looks like the that looks like Twilight, but on straight to video and about werewolves and not vampires. Um. Uh, So I don't know. I. 
This movie was weird as fuck. Oh, so weird. Um, I feel like we've been talking about it a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, just if you haven't seen it, check out Joe Dante's The Howling. Yeah, it's that's a, a great movie. Great movie. Just a great movie. A lot of really awesome people in yeah, it. You got Kevin McCarthy yeah. in there. You Hell got. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you got. Uh, E.T. Mom, what the hell? Why can't I remember her? Uh, D. Wallace. Uh, D. Wallace. Yeah. 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 She's great. And it's in a it. really she's funny movie. She's really good in it. And now, yeah. the we'll the, the, um, the album that we're going to talk about, I don't think we're going to spend too much time on this no, album. No. I don't really have that much to say about it. Uh, no. my, I picked this album uh, completely randomly. I'd never heard of the band before. Never heard the album before. The band is called Felt, and the album is Poem of the River from 1987. And it's their seventh release, yes. which I was surprised to see. Uh, British alternative rock band. Yeah. And apparently well, fairly well received. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and but it's like they're doing like a 60s thing. Yeah. I found yeah. their music... Uh, particularly Sounds exactly like Velvet Underground. I, a little. Okay, I fucking called that when I was like, this guy really likes Lou Reed. Well, that's what yeah. he's doing. He's doing a Lou Reed impression. I yeah, heard a lot of Dylan in his voice. Really? Yeah. I, I was surprised when he said Lou that. Like, I heard talking about Dylan in his voice. Like, yeah, up like it just sounded so much like Lou Reed. I couldn't, I couldn't even handle the songs because he was just doing Lou Reed. Um, the funny thing is the music itself... Uh, the keyboard was, player is amazing. I really, nice. I, I, yeah. I'm going to say right now I actually really like this album and yeah. have since gone out and listened to their other albums and very much enjoy those albums as no, well. Is that right? yeah. Are they all this sort of like... Similar. They, they do some of them... Or organ Yeah. Rock? I think they had a guy join the band around this era of their albums that was the keyboard player and I think mm. he eventually went on to be in Primal Scream. Oh, cool. Um... And, and he's yeah. great. The keyboards. Oh are my god! Awesome. Yeah, the organ owns this album for me. The, the music itself, like, like I quite everything about the music, is all right. I it's find just Lou Reed, dude. Yeah. yeah, I I think it was like I was able to overlook it. Listening to it, I was like I like it. I could see a lot of people taking objection to this guy singing because it's very. If you don't like it, it's the same throughout the whole album. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of modern music right now taking stuff from this kind of music like i hear like um that dive band or real estate mm, or sure. girls taking this kind of like well sound. it's funny that you say because i was reading an article about the band and and uh, uh like so many bands these days so many of the 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 little uh, uh indie kind of uh uber cool yeah. bands uh, and girls are mentioned oh uh, cool uh, yeah a couple of different people like that yeah that, yeah, yeah I, it I, sounds I, it sounds like it could have come out today and i would have not like so much now. I found it was a very good album to walk around to. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I suggest you check it out, and then if you you know see what see what you think, mm-hmm. I kind of liked it. Um, and that's it for eighty seven throwback, a long version, but uh, yeah, great nonetheless because the Jesus Howling Three, fucking movie. oh my god. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess now we'll get into film roulette. Film Roulette is our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers get to go see something good and the low roller has to go see a shitty movie. But the low roller gets to punish the winners by making them listen to an album of his choosing. This is what we did this week. Uh, Greg and I went and saw Killing Them Softly, and Casey went and saw, hopefully, Anna Karenina. Did I? I told um, you guys. I gave you fair warning. You may not have gone to see it. I we gave will you fair find warning out. that I wasn't going to go see it. We'll find out in a minute after Greg and I talk about Killing Them Softly. Mm-hmm. Right. The Brad Pitt uh, crime drama thriller, yep. I guess you would say, from Based the director. Based on, uh, on a 1974 novel, yeah. novel called Kogan's Way. Kogan's Way, yeah. Yep. Um, and this is from the director of The Assassination of Jesse James by the 
blah 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 blah. Oh, <laughs> I liked that movie um, mostly. I haven't seen that movie. It, it's a it's a really mostly. visually uh, stunning film, and uh, Casey Affleck is fantastic in it. Um, I found this movie, uh, Killing Them Softly, to be also very visually stunning. Yeah, I loved it. Okay, I totally loved it. A lot. When and did you go? When did you see I it? I went uh, on Sunday. All right. Um, the thing about this movie is that it's not a subtle film in terms of the message it's trying to say. No, no. It, it, the... it's, a, it's a mob movie that's also like a, a fable for the, the spoils of capitalism. Yes, absolutely. Um, um, it's about... Because it, it takes place before Obama is uh, elected. Yeah, it's in the Obama, the, Mc, uh, John uh, McCain. Yeah, it's like... Uh, uh, pit of the dis- of the recession. It's just like the absolute rock bottom of the recession. Is that a plot point that the yes. that the Obama yeah, and, yeah, the film is peppered with uh, campaign speech? Yeah, uh, from okay. Obama, McCain, and yeah. uh, so George this is w. so so we're talking about some serious uh, kind of social. They are not subtle about it. Okay. They're not subtle like, about th- it. This is the mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> it's basically throughout the film, people are talking in cars, in bars. You see. TVs in the background that the camera lingers on. You see the speeches and you hear them. It feels them. like a play. Yeah. Sure. And that's what I liked about this movie mm-hmm. so much was that it's not an action movie. It's no. these fucking great, well-written characters having lots of conversations. Uh, you really, I felt like you really got a feel for these like characters that, that felt so realistic living in this like cross-section of America in the recession. Right. That's what I liked the most about it. I didn't movies. love it. Um, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I felt... Like it lo- uh, it lost pace and maybe focus in the middle. I think when um, James Gandolfini yes. comes in, That's he's amazing. He's in really good. But I was like, I don't. There were moments this where I was in, low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's like, parts where he and goes a lot off. of a lot of spinning wheels dialogue. Yeah. Like, are we just filling out a scene here? Is because I feel like I don't know if it was poor script choice or i don't know it just kind of felt like did anyone the know the same and the same response like three or four times in a row with like the same level of yeah intensity and i was kind of like okay i don't the, I'm, this is uh, somebody do something yeah <laughs> the, the director and the guy who wrote the novel i believe worked on the screenplay yeah okay um, and now generally felt, the script was quite good yeah and but, but there's just a couple of scenes like there were some that, scenes that, that seemed to go on a little bit long but yeah. most of the scenes that were like that i kind of that was one of the reasons why I liked it because I like when you just kind of like even if they're just saying the same thing over and over again I kind of like like that realism like yeah. conversations are like that I guess sure. sure but I just thought like this movie is so well directed there were some amazing scenes it really feels like a punch in the gut this movie like they're it's, the scene where they're very no- bleak yeah yeah. Very fucking bleak. The scene where they're knocking over Ray Liotta's game at the beginning of the movie yeah. is unbelievably tense. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Extremely tense. So uh, b- the basic plot is um, two idiot uh, small-time criminals yeah. uh, knock over a mob-funded uh, poker game. Poker game. Play- and That's the- a regular thing. Run by Ray Liotta. Right. No, and re- their plan is that because Ray Liotta is known within the mob world that Ray Liotta knocked over his own game and just kind of got away with it. We got yeah. a pass because the mob is different now. Mm-hmm. And they think if they hit it again, they'll think it was him again. And right. he'll take the fall and yeah. they can just walk away. This is not the case. No. They don't think However, that However, then it's it really uh, – so the movie really looks at, at capitalism – um, with you know uh, the mob being the lens, but also looking at how the mob 
today is very different, and it is yeah. a, like a corporation, and you can't just <laughs> this ain't like, Joe Grandad's mob, yeah. and, and it isn't because no. there's like you have a faceless mob head who's clearly someone uh, not mob like in their yeah. daily life or right. their public life, sending like yeah orders down, but in a very um. We're looking bureaucratic at, way. We're yeah. looking at mob as corporation. Absolutely, kind of, yeah. Okay. yeah. And 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 the the basically Brad Pitt comes in to figure out kind of who it was that knocked it off, and yeah. he's getting orders. And there's a bunch of scenes where he goes back to get like more orders and et cetera, et cetera. Right. And he's kind of tracking down these two guys. And he's uh, very good in it. And he's very good in it. I would say I loved. I I really did. I don't think it's perfect, but I really like this. And mm-hmm. I, I would put this in my like top of the year is that right i would say like this has been a great year for for thrillers for kind of noirish thrillers like i don't think i like this as much as killer joe but i would put this like this and killer joe like made my year for for these kinds of bleak character noirs bleak 90s style noir movies that are are coming back which i'm I'm fine with like yeah it's it's a fun genre you know you can make some really uh strong films and pitt's uh right at home in this because this is that that's how he got to be who he is movies like seven and california California in particular came to my mind a lot yeah where he can do his heavily stylized dialogue and his little flippant hand motions that he does and calls <laughs> yeah, acting but he does it really well yeah. Yeah, yeah you know and it's fun like i don't know things are different now with movies like it's it's uh, he's one he's a movie star yeah. yeah and that's some still fun to have in movies you know yeah uh, and that the younger guy uh scoot mcnary from yeah. uh monsters and really uh, argo fucking great just great and his friend uh the australian guy was amazing. yeah ben mendelson yeah uh, the, and uh, you know they have you'll have a dirty crook junkie guy in a movie mm-hmm. who's like dirty i mean like filthy like yeah. unclean yeah. and you know that's a character thing that you've seen in movies before but they never it always looks like movie dirt yeah this guy was no. disgusting <laughs> This guy was like, I was like, this guy just walked off the set of With Nail and I. It, it, oh, like, wow. it was, yeah, disgusting. <laughs> hair was terrible. Like, oh man, it, like I was kind of cringing looking at him in yeah. almost every scene. A great performance from him. Really good. Really I, yeah, I would recommend it. I'd recommend it too. I, I just think I, I felt like the middle. Yeah, there is. Uh, it's a. It's rocky at times. Yeah. I feel like yeah. when it comes on Netflix, but it's, it's ambitious, you know. Yeah. So the fact that it works as well as it does, totally, is pretty impressive. So yeah, it, it gets a pass for me. Sweet, <laughs> super sweet. So yeah. I think we made the right choice. Yeah, for, right. for a pick. So, so Casey went and saw two uh, two plus hours of Anna Karina. Did I? You tell me. I did. Oh <laughs> yeah. How boring was it? <laughs> It doesn't look happy, guys. I, uh, I'm you not going to lie to you. I've never read Tolstoy. I okay. don't know. I, did, I never knew what he did. Okay. Uh, you know, what his sort of milieu was. Uh, and uh, and you hear Anacron, and then you think, uh, you hear a woman's name as the title of a book, and you think, oh, she's going to be the heroine or something. Uh, no. Uh, Anna Karenina apparently is just a selfish cunt. Oh, my <laughs> who, God. Uh, like, Okay, so she's married to uh, I don't know what the fuck Jude Law. <laughs> all right, she's fucking married to Jude Law. He's some sort of Russian important guy, uh, and <laughs> I'm very political. Uh, I love the, I love your attempt to break down the plot of this movie. <laughs> uh, it's only gonna get more basic and blocky. Uh, and so she's bored of her marriage to him. 
And so she meets this other guy named, I don't know, Russian Joe or something. And he's he's some kind of big deal. And uh, he's kick-ass. He's the guy who's in kick-ass. Okay. And... Um, and he totally loves her. He's like, oh, I'm going to bone. He's supposed to marry this other girl who this other guy also wants to marry. But then the she doesn't want to marry him because she wants to marry this guy. But this guy now totally wants to bone uh, Kira Knightley. And then he just follows her home and follows her everywhere until she finally falls in love with him, which she does. And then she's just like, I'm with you now. My other husband can suck it. So she's just with Actual him. Actual dialogue. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh... uh <laughs> The dialogue pops. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then she gets sick. And is she going to die? No, she doesn't die. And then, uh, and then Jude Law, who is her husband, is like, well, you must stop seeing this guy because you're my fucking wife. Yeah. And she's <laughs> like, no, I love him now. Like, she is just this myopic douche hole who just all she does is chase her own impulses and accuse everybody of not loving her anymore. Like, she's she's like this totally psycho bitch. She's like super hot. And you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm dating a super hot girl. And then you date her for like a week and a half and you go, oh, I get the trade off. She's fucking insane. <laughs> That's exactly who Anna Karenina is. And, uh, uh, and then she throws herself in front of a train and dies. The fucking end eight hours later. Oh, it sounds like you had a great time. How irritating was Kira Knightley in it? She was good. Oh, really? Yeah. The really? acting in this thing is fantastic. I can't stand her, though. That's uh, I don't mind her oh, she's in quite the right good, roles. Except for the fact that it was a little distracting. I don't know if she's got some sort of... Um, extra saliva in her mouth but when she talks it's just like like there's like like just saliva going everywhere it's the weirdest most distracting thing anyway this movie is well acted really well directed it has this um, well joe wright's a really good director yeah like Mm -hmm. it's i I don't know if the book sort of uh explains it this way or or not but it's it's um it moves between the reality of a play and actual reality okay. um, without any sort of guidelines as mm. to what is what. It, it basically presents itself as sort of a play because uh, a, a character will be in one setting and then walk up some some you know plywood stairs yeah. or some, some two-by-four stairs and then be in a different set, oh. uh, in a different place. That's kind of interesting. It's 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 very beautifully shot and very beautifully directed and, and, and – uh, the the director did the exact job he should have done, told the exact story he should have told. It's just I didn't give a fuck, and everything about it just made me want to get the fuck out yeah. of there. Yeah. And that was kind of, I think, what we were hoping the loser would yeah. have to go through. <laughs> it was uh, having lost the role. <laughs> oh, it was the worst. It was so boring. That's amazing. At the same time, I I don't I didn't really check what critics said or anything. Um, yeah. Me I could see this being a really great movie for people it's who like probably going to be Oscar bait, you know. Uh, yeah, I really a, hope. I hope uh, maybe for directing. Yeah, set design. Set costumes, design is very beautiful. Blah, blah. Yeah. Um, okay, <sighs> so you lost this week, which means you get to punish us. Uh, first, uh, I want to talk uh, really quickly about the album I gave you guys. Yeah. Uh, I made you listen to Hanson the Mbop Collection. Yeah. How Whoa. was your week with Hanson? Uh. I, I guess I guess I have to start out with an open apology because I thought this was going to be fun. Yeah, you thought it was going to be hilarious. Yeah, yeah and I your first was, response on Facebook to was, a that, it was, was that it was hilarious because I had listened to two songs at yeah. that point. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and there's and, seventeen. Uh-huh. Yeah, this fucking thing. The joke isn't funny anymore. No, no. Um, I Love. did not understand when Mbop happened. Mm-hmm. I was very confused. 
What, that was in yeah. the, the late 90s or something? I don't remember. Yeah. About. Something like that. It was mm-hmm. the 90s, and I was like, what is going on? And with that song in particular, I like, where is the love? Sounds more like kind of just a, a standard pop, pop song. song. That I would understand but why. But Bob sounds like it was written by children. Yeah. Because it, it was. Yeah. And it's <laughs> retarded. It, like, it sounds like. Like the song that's you know it's like a movie band yeah. song like it what? Yeah, isn't it's, a real it should song. be on in the background where you aren't listening to what the yeah song is. absolutely and it's what's just, retarded about it bop give it a bop bop boop is that the yeah. <laughs> that's mostly yeah. Ah. yeah and it's just like and the hook is so like bop got some pizza pops and it's a commercial it's <laughs> yeah. like this is not real like, this isn't a song it's like that it's you made, feel something yeah. about and run out and buy the record it's, it's made like, to be in a commercial so that one well now I really ends, want pizza pops and it goes to the verse <laughs> yeah like it's in a commercial and the, cor- the chorus is playing and then it, they fade down the verse to say like bye pizza pops yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> oh um so okay and this mm, band pops. I don't don't get at all this band, these three boys. You don't like, sorry, three ladies, three, <laughs> three band lady boys. Oh wait, two two ladies and and some sort of a weird dog looking creature. Yeah. <laughs> now let's. Can, I want to talk about the older Hanson. Yeah, who's just I the believe saddest. he's referred to as the unfortunate. Hanson. <laughs> he's the saddest and creepiest <laughs> band member I've ever seen because he's like this. He's clearly a lot older than the other two, yeah. but he's like this fucking unfortunate guy. Who's aware enough to know that his younger brother is the cool one and then just hangs out with all yeah. the younger kids. Yeah. You know, like he's in high school, but he goes to like, you know, hang out at the public school and stuff like that. But then yes, he has I do. His yes, to I do. Like, I'm a rock and roll guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's the one who has to really prove it. Yeah. He's the he worst. whips off solos he's and the, oh my god. And hang like a man. <laughs> he's, he's fucking makes I also me like, like boss hog. I, I also <laughs> like that he he <laughs> boss hog. I like that he probably it me up. he's probably the, uh, the whole time that this was happening he's probably like look at my face. This is what you're going to turn into. <laughs> yeah, yeah, got this face yeah. to look forward to, Hanson brothers. It's a ticking clock, assholes. Yeah. Oh, he's uh, the worst old Hanson. <laughs> I am so happy. Okay, I just want to talk about a couple of songs. A lot of this is just like, well, it's not even standard bad pop fodder. Their songs are weird. Like the their lyrics are, I don't know. I don't know who writes them. Yeah. They sound so like some some crazy like Partridge Family cult, you know? Like more love songs. No, make them up tempo. Yeah. They're, you know? uh, are they Mormon? I think they're Mormon, aren't are they? they? I have no I idea. Know. I feel like they're Mormon. Um, there's that weird song that's called Weird, uh, which is pretty silly. Um, and two of the worst covers, pretty silly, I ever heard in my life. Uh, there, give me some loving. Is outrageously bad, and I was like, "Wow, this is a really bad cover." Followed immediately by the cover of "Money." That's what I want, which is like, how do you play that song like that and think yeah. it's fine? Yeah, you can't. Like, let's slow it down. Let's not make it any fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now, immediately after that is a song called "Man from Milwaukee." Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the chorus is he. I, I'm paraphrasing, I think here, but he's the man from Milwaukee. He's got his yellow walkie-talkie. Yeah, and Ooh. I think he's wacky. Yeah, um, what is that? Is that is that what it is? Yes. Oh, that's fantastic! Don't shoehorn wacky in where it doesn't actually rhyme. That just makes it even. Shut more up, Craig. Un- that brings <laughs> me a great deal of joy. Don't tell Hanson what to rhyme. Exactly. He's or a man not from Milwaukee. Rhyme. Got a walkie-talkie. This man sure is wacky. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even try and rhyme it. Yeah. They just go oh, walkie-talkie, Milwaukee wacky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've run out of rhymes. Just put another wh oh, word in. This oh, was wacky. this was a 
panic inducer album where it just kept on going. Yeah. Which and seems going to, and going seems and to just, be the uh, we've all sunk into this level. I think after weeks and weeks of listening to bad albums, we're just like, well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some dirty albums that been happening now. Uh, yeah. so, so I've been and I haven't lost in a while. I've and I've been really angry about these albums lately. It's been a bunch of really horrible ones. This been pretty bad. So um, so I've I've started a list of yeah. It's like fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> But now, yeah, I uh, I've already deleted this from my iTunes. Good. Yeah. I could not. I didn't even want to look at it anymore. There's some Christmas songs at the end. Like this is just a. Yeah. I didn't. Just, I got to be honest. Understand. I didn't make it to the Christmas songs. Oh really? Yeah. Oh what? You didn't listen to the album in its entirety? I listened to enough That's of the fucking me. album. Yeah. Um, oh my god. Are Are you going to now return the favor in terms of yeah. level of pain? Because you are, the floor is open for you to reveal yeah. your album. You are it punishing. is. Uh, and I had to uh, I had to go see the Santa Carina thing. Uh-huh. This thing was so fucking terrible and boring and, and awful, like to the point where I was just like, the, "This has to stop. The madness has to end. Um, this will be my last podcast." Okay. Uh, so so what I did, I, I uh, an album popped into my head. Okay. Um, that uh, that I was like, you know what? I love this album. I can spend. I can listen to it all the time and oh, never God. get tired of it. It's it's such a great album. I'm going to give them a fun album just okay. because I want to talk about this album. It's it's sad that these people broke up and no longer do what they used to do. Len. Uh, <laughs> it's Len, isn't no, it? No, they're it back. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I just wanted to talk about this album. So I'm giving you guys an album called I Told You I Was Freaky. It is the second album by Flight of the Concords. Oh, oh sweet. So, cool. Okay, yeah. Awesome. All it's, right. Have, have either of you spent any time with it? Not a lot. No. It's... So weirdly, it's fucking hilarious. Everything yeah. about this, I've seen uh, the show. And, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, you yeah. know the songs. Yeah, the songs are so fucking funny. Everything oh, like great. they're so yeah, well so written and everything. But aside from that, it's one of those weird, rare albums where the songwriting is just so awesome too. It's just so catchy <laughs> and fun. This is this album is like so much fun to listen to. That's so I was like, you know what, fuck it. Yeah, I'm happy. We'll, light. I'm we'll happy have we'll have some. I'm glad uh, some that fun. my my two terror run of, of oh albums didn't backfire my face. Out of control. No, I, uh, right. Let's I wanted to get one that, that I could uh, participate so, in. So we're gonna roll for the movies now. We are rolling for uh, winner's choice again. Yeah, there's I believe. not really a good movie out there. Uh, and so, so the two of us that win, we'll go see whatever we want. We'll make yeah. up uh, movies we have missed or whatever. Yeah. And the loser is going to go see something that looks exceptionally terrible. Yeah, playing for keeps. <laughs> Gerard Butler continues his role of <laughs> his reign of terror. Uh, what is wrong with him? I know because he's obviously he's not bad. He's a he's no. a fine actor. Just, oh. He just keeps being in these garbage movies. Yeah. So he's teaching uh, kids to play soccer or some or to love or some garbage. <laughs> I don't know. He's teaching kids to love soccer. He's teaching kids to love soccer. Uh, I am going to go ahead and roll for playing four keeps or choice. And I rolled a ooh, six. A six. Uh, Casey rolled, I rolled a four. four. Playing field Fuck. is wide open here. Wide open. Greg rolls a one. Greg is going to play for keeps. Super sweet. I'm thinking I might go see Smashed. Do you have anything in mind, Casey, that you think you might go see? Um, I still really want to see Life of Pi. I really like that book. And there's that. You uh, absolutely should because uh, I don't think we'll talk about it if you don't. Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah. I'd like to see that. Yeah. I I was super excited about that because I've enjoyed every Mm. David O. Russell movie. I hear it's great. Oh, really? Because I've heard different things. No, I heard lots of people say they really liked it. Cool. I Um, I really hope it's good. It looks yeah, awesome. if you don't go see that, go see Life of Pi because that would be yeah. cool. I'd like to 
I'm not going to go see Life of Pi. I'm sorry. I totally <laughs> and I'd will. Be interested in hearing Did about you, it. Have you not read the book? You oh read no, the book. it's a great book. Yeah, mm. I won't. It's eh, all right. Fair <laughs> <laughs> then read Anna Karenina and Iron Man. Oh, okay. Blech. No. Um, all right. I apologize, by the way, for my use of the c word during my review. No other word. <laughs> that was the only word. All right. That <laughs> fair enough, I guess. <laughs> um. Okay. So, are we gonna do a hero swap? We got. We're running long. Yeah. Let's do it. But let's do it. Hero Swap Cage Match is our weekly segment where we pit two action characters against each other in a fight to the death. We started with 64. We'll end with one. This is one of those matches, and yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really stoked about this particular match. Today we've got Mr. Miyagi. Yes. <laughs> wax on. Wax got off. Mr. Miyagi from the Karate Kid series going <laughs> up against uh, Dwayne Johnson's Beck. From the rundown, yes, uh, and uh, an overlooked action. Gem. Oh yeah, check it out. We yeah, talked yeah. about it last great, week. Great movie, good movie, um, or pretty good movie. It's not great. Yeah, it's got but it's spots the, that don't. It's work. one of those movies where there's a lot of dumb humor, but like the yeah, action yeah. fucking kicks ass. It's yeah, so it's entertaining. Great. What yeah, movie? Really <laughs> the rundown. Oh, the rundown. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, let's uh, roll some dice and see where these kids are going to play. All right. Why did I put it away? I don't because you're an asshole. Yeah. Give me that. <laughs> okay, they're gonna be fighting ooh, in. They're in Thunderdome. Thunderdome. We get they run into a lot of Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Two men enter, one man leave, and let's see what Mr. Miyagi has as a weapon. That, 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 he is that, fighting that, that, with. Uh, he's got the giant hammer. Oh shit! Right. And Beck a lot has of giant hammer. A lot of giant yeah. giant hammer. I think is the most common weapon that's come up. Yeah, bout with spikes gets used a lot too. Yep, and we've got a whistle. A whistle back. for sweet back. Back, that's all right. He doesn't like weapons. I don't feel like he needs a weapon. No, no. But um, I don't know. Now this is. See, I didn't. Uh, the obvious choice is Beck. Yeah. Because of oh, his... you mean the big giant man versus the wee tiny little okay, old fellow? Him. Okay, so background what? for anybody. Um, Beck is a. What a, like a he's kind of a he's almost you know, he's almost a super cop kind of character. He's just he's a very that brute sort of vibe, yeah, force. yeah. But he works for uh, criminal elements. Mm-hmm. He's like a repo man, basically. Yeah. Uh, so he's not afraid to get his hands dirty, right? And he, but he's not a violent man at heart. He just no. wants to cook. Yeah, and he's trying to pay off a debt. He's yeah. trying to. He has to do these things to get out of debt. So he's a good-natured human being. He's not a bad guy. He's not going to kill he's somebody just, for no reason, right? And he doesn't. You know, he, if he can do things without violence, he will. But yeah. when uh, violence erupts around him or he is pushed, he is a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Holy fuck! There's a couple of scenes where he fights numerous people, and it is out of control, and it's all. Uh, using his environment and his yeah, hands. Yeah, I believe there's a record player involved crazy. at one point. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. So we're talking about a man who, who, when it comes to using violence versus not using violence, he opts not to uh, uh, to, the, to the point where he has no choice. To the point where he has yeah. no choice. This is very similar to Mr. Miyagi. It is mm-hmm. very similar. I think we all know Mr. Miyagi. From the Karate Kid film. That's right. Yeah, Pat uh, Morita. Um, yep. Um, now, here's the thing where I was kind of thinking about Mr. Miyagi, uh, he's a, a lifelong, seasoned karate master. Yeah. And uh, the bad guys in the Karate Kid, the first film, all the uh, the crazy young guys led by evil blonde guy. Yeah. When they're dressed up in those awesome skeleton costumes and they're yeah. chasing down Ralph Macchio, there's like five of them. And yeah. these are all karate kids. They're all well-trained. The one guy is like the, the head student right. at this very big dojo. And there, that's the big fight at the end is Daniel's got to somehow find a way to beat 
these guys yeah. Yeah. In, in a like a licensed match. Mr. Miyagi. But these guys who are just cheating uh, left, right, and center. Right, right, right. Sweep the leg. Sweep, Sweep the, the leg. knee. Yep. Um, now they chase down Daniel in their skeleton costumes and they're kicking the shit out of him. Mr. Miyagi shows up and takes all five of them out in like three seconds. Yeah, yeah. And he's awesome. And too. he just drops these kids. Yeah. Like, and he's an old guy and these are like, you know, like 18 year old, well built. Spra young gent. Yes. Yeah. Like, so he is not. To be fucked with. He is right. not an old man pushover. He is, you no. know. He has been, he's he's been a karate master forever now. Yeah. Um, is he an old man pushover, though, if it's not children that he's fighting? Well, I don't, I, they're not something, they're not children, okay? They drive fucking dirt bikes. And, yeah, you yeah. Know. And they're trained. Teenagers. They're trained. Teenagers. Yeah. If, is he a pushover Can you beat up man? a teenager, Dan? It, a is, karate kid teenager? Karate kid? I don't no. know, man. But he, is he an old, is he a pushover if he's fighting a guy that could pound him into the ground with one fist? A big giant fist? man. Yeah. Mm. This is my thing. I think I'm just saying Mr. Miyagi's not a pushover. No. There is a fight yes. that will happen. Here. Absolutely. I think a respectable, nicely mannered fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where 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 each encourages the other. Mm-hmm. You're doing You're great. doing great. I feel like this is going to be a fight that takes a while to get off the ground. Absolutely. Yeah. They're I not think that the two of them the just sit down in the uh, in the middle of the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think now, that until little... it's like somebody's like, if you don't fight, we're going to kill you both. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think Mr. Miyagi puts the hammer down. It doesn't even use it. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah, yeah. For can, sure. Can we can we throw in a moral victory in there? Every <laughs> once in a while? Yeah. Is that what we're doing? All right. So he puts the hammer down. Yeah. Uh, but they start fighting. That keeps the whistle. He does. Well, yeah, he's it's got a it nice whistle. Yeah. A, yeah. He doesn't use it. It's just no, this is a pretty no, nice if, like, whistle. If he well, wins, if he I wants came to all this it. way, I should bring something. Yeah. Like <laughs> I don't so want. They're gonna. I gotta fight. walk through a dark, a dark park later. I need a whistle. <laughs> they, I don't want to get hard. They are going to <laughs> fight. Um, they're they're gonna fight proper. They're gonna boxing style. <laughs> I think, well, yeah, like yeah. in a ring, they're gonna, yeah, they're yeah, gonna yeah. try the and make honorable. it. <laughs> they were like, "We're both really good at martial arts. Let's try boxing." Yeah, <laughs> I hope that that's what but, they do. Like, like they're it's, it, they almost would have been better served in a ring of some sort because they're gonna they're gonna fight like karate style or but whatever. Yeah. They're gonna fight as if it's like regulation. Like, okay, let's uh, we're gonna fight, go, and yeah. they're gonna like start fisticuffs. I think uh, they'll have a good long fight of like like at a uh, a competition. Mm-hmm. Where you score points from impact and then you reset and yeah. Yeah. you know uh, uh, assessing each other out, but it's going to get to a point where. But this is Thunderdome. <clears throat> that doesn't happen in Thunderdome. No, eventually they're going to get tired. Well, they are going to get tired. And here's the thing: at the end of the rundown, you you'd get the glimpse into Beck that this is why this should have been a franchise too. Yeah, he talks about the whole movie. He's like, he doesn't like guns. And people are like, why not? And he's like, because bad things happen when I touch them. And then he finally touches them, and he goes fucking ape shit and mm-hmm. kills everybody. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Um, so mm-hmm. there's that. There are there's a line with him where he's yeah. going to see red eventually, right? And he's just going to, I think, very begrudgingly. He will. I feel like you know what I feel like is going to happen <laughs> in the interest of making this the classiest hero struggle we've ever had. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like there's going to be that moment where it could it could go. Either way, like they're both tired. They're, uh, I mean, Mr. Miyagi's an old man. Yeah, yeah. I think there's going to be a point where just wordlessly with his eyes, Mr. Miyagi looks deep into Beck's eyes and goes, you know, like, 
like you are the new generation. Oh, like, I honor. Oh, and, I like your style. Yeah, here. yeah. I think he's like I, I, I honor your uh, your sense of what's right and wrong. And one of us has to leave. It should be you yes. to carry on the tradition. I agree. Of high this mind is, this is very good. I yeah. appreciate this angle. And, yeah. and, and <laughs> this, is all, this is all wordless. It's, it's all known, wordless. It's all right through the fucking yeah. eyes. They but, get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and, he and just back takes like he out. just sort of like uh, breaks eye contact, looks down. He's like, "You're right. This is what's going to happen." Yeah. I'm sorry. I honor you. Maybe he sheds a tear. Or two, yeah, yeah, and then, <laughs> and then he just punches through Mr. Miyagi's face, yeah, <laughs> like a really slow death, though. Yeah, he doesn't cervical snap the neck, he no. just no. punches him to death, just punches him repeatedly, yeah. a bunch of body shots, in the most, yeah. oh, my ribs. <laughs> I appreciate I, what you're doing, I honor yeah. you. <laughs> and he's just punching those dull, sickening thoughts into his face. Yeah, absolutely, this is what happens. <laughs> I'm sorry, I I'm took that. I took that. that dark. I didn't mean to. Uh, uh, no, that's that. That. I like it. Yeah, Miyagi's right. like, you can use the hammer. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. You know what? I'm going to honor you. <laughs> <laughs> lie down while I kick you in the spleen. The wound is starting to smell like almonds. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, check out this whistle. Yeah, <laughs> boom. <laughs> sorry, Mister. Oh my yeah, god! All right, Beck is going yeah. on to the next round. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, next week, this is a this is this is a this is a conversation to be had. I'm excited about this because I get to see a movie and an actor I've never seen. Oh, cool! In anything ever before. Um, because it's our final Bond entry. Sweet. The one Bond that nobody talks about. George Lazenby. Lazenby. George Lazenby's Bond versus The Driver, which is oh. Ryan Gosling oh. from Drive. Oh. Cool. Oh, man. You know what? I'm going to watch that movie again because it's, oh, yeah. it's a great movie. Oh, God, yeah. It's a great movie. It's been sitting in my queue on Netflix. I'm like, I'm waiting for that matchup to come. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was. Yeah. I haven't looked in a little while, but um, George Lazenby's Bond film, uh, 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 uh blanking on the name here George, uh, oh uh casino royale no oh no that's the yule brenner one yeah. isn't it uh the in her, her majesty's secret yes. service something oh is that yeah. what it's called yeah yeah, yeah. i was anyway this is the last and be pond movie i've never seen so i get to watch that i'm pretty sure it's on american netflix but or it cool. was i don't know if it still is but i'm sure it's won't be too hard to find uh-huh. Sweet. Um, so that's gonna be fun yeah and that's and next week who knows watch those movies watch them um all right, you can find us on Twitter at SYNWPC or at Facebook.com slash SYNWPC. Yeah. Uh, so check us out on there. And How long was this episode? That's about it. It's about an hour and 18 right now. Oh, my us. God. Yeah. All right. All right. Oh God. So we'll let you go. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk to you guys later. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next, next Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> what? What? Bye, Internet. What? Goodbye, what? Internet. <laughs> <laughs> We broke him. I fucking hate you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs> 